Welcome to Nerd It Here Weekly, a podcast about whether or not we like Black Adam. I'm Riley Trahan, and as always, I'm joined by Deepak Chetness. I'm waiting for it to come to streaming. Fred Neighbor. It's doing its best. Jackson Trahan. I just don't know why we aren't talking about the black molecule. No. The real <laughs> yeah, That's a more complicated issue. Yeah. <laughs> is that like what if, if we who else would be on that team no we're not going to get into that the adam <laughs> i guess is the other person that would be on that team adam um, Smasher. uh so we've got a bunch of stuff we want to run through this week but up front we do have some business to get to fred deepak each of you guys have podcasts to plug this week let's start with deepak yeah, on The Watchmen, Riley and I took a deep dive into the now-concluded new trilogy of Halloween films by David Gordon Green. So we talked Halloween Ends, and then, of course, the wrap-up of not just, I guess, this trilogy, but if you want to look at it as a quadrilogy that includes the original from 1978. We did some stuff with the other Halloween movies. That's more of Riley's uh, turf. But, uh, yeah, it was a good chat, and it should be up soon. Yeah, Fred, what you got? Uh, yeah, if you hop over to our Patreon, you can check out the exclusive podcast we did about Mass Effect, where I kind of went way, way, way in depth uh, about the politics of all three of that trilogy and uh, and everything. That doesn't sound so, like you. It was great. It was great. Yeah, for, Jack, like you listened to it. At the end of it, I was I like, did. "Oh my god, I've been talking for ninety minutes about Mass Effect." I can't. Do I it. did, and I listened to all of it. You, you just. I'm impressed by how much you know your stuff, Fred. <laughs> I was gonna say, Jack, would you? Re- yeah, give us this, give us an honest assessment. I think that's fair. Yeah, Fred knows a lot about this stuff, and I was there to give it some structure, and then I just let him rip. So yeah, those are both nahf.com. Uh, be sure to become a member of the community we're building over there. All right, guys, let's get to the news. We got three big stories this week, and we wanted to start. Not necessarily about Black Adam specifically, but about the the shakeup that's going on with DC movies right now. And, and Deepak, this is coming out of, if I understand it correctly, the shakeup that has happened as a result of the Warner's Discovery merger, right? Correct. Now, what's going on there? Like, what is? Can you give people like a sense of what happened there and the results that we've already seen on like the HBO app, for example? Right. So the main thing is that David Zaslav has come over from Discovery and is now looking to make uh, Warner Brothers and its component companies or subsidiaries, whatever you want to call them, a lot more financially viable. Um, So the common refrain that you see on social media is that he's taking an axe to the creative side of it, which I think is true to some extent. Um, For example, the obvious big um, casualty was the Batgirl movie getting canceled a couple months ago. Uh, But beyond that, we've seen a lot of uh, content start to be taken off of HBO Max. Uh, We've seen various um, 
kind of the moves that Warner Brothers making as a studio as far as what they're green lighting, what they may be pulling back on. And I think the article that you're talking about really tied in specifically to the DC movies mm-hmm. and right. the kind of crossroads that they're at now, because this weekend, of course, is the big Black Adam explosion, uh, The Rock. And uh, I don't know how many people have seen it. I don't know how many people know what happens in it. Uh, there is a big cameo in the middle of the credits um, that brings back a certain actor playing a certain character that we really didn't think we were ever going to see again. Yeah. Presages and, a certain kind of direction forward that that franchise could take if it wanted to. Yeah, and then I guess by that franchise, it sort of will direct the course of the DC movies going forward. It definitely could. Uh, it, yeah, right. If, and if it looks like that. they're still going to let Pattinson and Reeves do their own batman universe thing and it looks like they're still gonna let todd phillips and joaquin phoenix do their own joker thing um so those little spinoffs are don't are not going anywhere as long as they're commercially viable and critically viable um but yeah whether it's uh i think james gunn now wants to come back to dc to do some more stuff if not with suicide squad than with other characters yeah he's like Uh, got a mystery pitch he gave them right I think so. Dwayne Johnson, of course, wants to be at the head of any table that he's sitting at, so he may want to make Black Adam a more outsized portion of the DC universe than he otherwise would be. Um, There may be the need to fold in a new Batman that could be coming either from the Flash movie, whether it's Keaton or Affleck or someone else altogether. We have Shazam sequels and Aquaman sequels that were uh, have already been delayed until next year, I believe, and Shazam is in March. And if you don't want, I just feel like this is important for people who don't care. Um, Right. If you don't want to hear a spoiler for Black Adam, skip ahead 30 seconds on your podcast player. It's super. What about Jack and Fred? They don't. They already know. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cavill Cavill returns as Superman and it looks like they're setting up a Black Adam versus Superman type of showdown. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the meantime, we have. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if it was uh, Dwayne Johnson or if it was Zach Levi who said it, but they are still on track for Black Adam Shazam. Mm. So my guess would be we get some sort of version of that mini movie from the cartoons like 10 years ago where all three of them end up shebanking. Yeah. Uh, don't don't say it like that. <laughs> well, Jack, you sound so excited. Does any of that, you know, excite you the way that a uh, big announcement from Marvel might? How are you feeling about this? Lack um, of maybe a cohesive view. Lack at him. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, Deepak, you alluded that maybe uh, they would be making moves to make Black Adam a more centralized figure in the DC universe than he otherwise would mm-hmm. be. Um, mm-hmm. Which sounds like a weird choice, but didn't that same sort of thing kind of happen to Iron Man? Like, he wasn't the biggest superhero. I was thinking, but Iron Man was a good guy. Right. Well, that is so true. It I, is a much bigger make... shift in terms of like character, but I, I think right. making again, a smaller part bigger on the film screen is not an unprecedented thing. So, Riley, I'm kind of curious to get your comic booky view on this because to me, the closest facsimile I can think of, if this is the way they want to go, is kind of Black Adam being the Wolverine of the X Men, the guy who's sort of more of an anti-hero that they elevate because of the person playing him or because of his relative recognizability compared to the rest of the guys around him yeah and that becomes the way that dc moves forward where you have your superman who's the goody two shoes you have your shazam who's a child and then you have black adam somewhere in the middle who's kind of a bit of both maybe or I yeah don't know. sure so hold on 
first to not answer your question, I just want to make sure I say this because it always makes me laugh. You can find a chart out there of how HBO Max and Discovery supposedly split their content. And it has very fun uh, mm. phrases on it like male skew versus female skew, lean, lean in versus back. lean back, yeah. uh, fandoms versus genre dumbs. Genre dumbs is going to be what I name my first child. One of them scripted <laughs> versus reality or something. Scripted versus unscripted, Deepak. We call unscripted, it unscripted yeah. television. Yeah, so... The history, so the history of the Black Adam in the comics universe is kind of difficult to talk about without talking about The Rock, right? Because if you guys remember, Dwayne first associated himself with the DCEU back in the days when we were still calling it the DCEU. And there was like a time when we thought that he may be Aquaman, right? Like that's how far back we have known Dwayne Johnson was going to play some role in the DC universe, right? Before Batman versus Superman came out, we thought he might be Aquaman. And I was tweeting the phrase Rockwoman a lot. Um, <laughs> I, there was I also a rumor that he was going Rockwoman. to be, there was also a rumor that he was going to be what the Suicide Squad was dispatched to neutralize in yep. the Suicide Squad movie. Yep, yep. So he's been out there in the ethos for a long time, right? So you ask me like, Riley, where does Black Adam rate in, like, the DC universe? And I would say, like, well, if you if you don't want to take the the rock of it all into account, you've got to go back pretty far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, the highest that Black Adam ever rose in prominence was that animated special where Superman and Shazam fight him, right? Like, Black Adam, you guys are asking me, like, what's the deal? He's a Shazam villain. I don't know, like... He's one of the dudes that pops up to fight Shazam every so often, and they have opposite powers, right? Yeah, right, this like is... the Captain yeah, Cold of Shazam. Yeah. yeah, right, that's who he is, right? He's he's Red Skull or whatever. I assume um, that his powers were, like, equivalent to Shazam's. Like, he's, um... They are. He has the like same powers. But he goes, Kaboomy. Yes. No, he also says Shazam. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that why yeah, he's like mad? He's, I, I Shazam took he's the, the reverse flash, right? Like, he's just the exact yeah. same thing, but evil. He's mad because the wizard replaced him with Billy Batson or whatever. Why, like, I don't know Shazam? if Billy was the immediate successor or not. but Because he's a bad guy. That's why. But doesn't <laughs> that, the well, I don't know enough ba- of the lore. Is it like a thing you get for life? Yeah. The wizard gave him the power. And, well, that's a bad and, system it should be like one person should get it at a time i feel well yeah like well the wizard has a bad habit of dying right when he does it so so it's not like he has time to reevaluate. the wizard didn't even take away the powers he just said hey you get to retire and keep your superpowers no i i think part of being shazam is hey i need you to go take care of that guy anyway the point is like i don't know it's old comic book stuff right like we're talking so now what we're talking about right is we're trying to math out the solution of why black adam and shazam have the same power can I remind mm. you, it's because Shazam was originally a character called Captain Marvel who was created in, like, parallel with the creation of Superman. None of it makes sense. It's silly old comic book <laughs> stuff, right? But then The Rock, like, and this is going to get into some of my personal perceptions here, but we all know, right, from, like, news surrounding the scuttlebutt of, like, Fast and Furious, for example, right, at the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw, we know that there are like contractual obligations out there that mandate how the Brock is represented as a person on screen or, or as a character rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because it's important to his brand and that his brand is his whole you know income. Right. So it, it's understandable that it would be important to him. But you get into things like 
he can only be punched as many times as the other guy can be punched or whatever, right? And, like, that sort of regulation around how The Rock wants to portray himself on screen was not going to allow him to be a cartoonish elf that could get beat up by a preteen, right? Like, that just wasn't... Mm-hmm. That wasn't possible. And so he attached himself to what he thought was... a. Re- this is how I think it played out. Again, I don't have any, like, investment into this or insight into this. But, like, what I think happened... And, again, this is going back to answering the question, what is Black Adam like in the comics? After The Rock is known to be Black Adam, right, in, like, 2016, like you say, Deepak, when we think, like, maybe he's going to be the thing they have to stop in Suicide Squad... It doesn't take that long to make one movie, right? Like, we thought he was going to be the villain in Shazam. We thought he was going to be the villain in Suicide Squad. We found out he's getting his own movie. That took a long time. A lot of brand work was done on the comic side to make Black Adam a more important character. Mm. Mm. So now, like right now, Black Adam's on the Justice League. In comics? Yeah. As a member of the Justice League, or he's yeah. who they're fighting? No, he's a member of the Justice League. Well, good for him. Well, isn't Lex Luthor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. He, he's not the first one ever, right? Lobo. Second chances, guys. We believe in them here. But just so if oh, you ask oh. me, like, like that's, that's where Black Adam is at in the comics, is that basically since The Rock announced he was going to be playing Black Adam, mm-hmm. DC has been massaging... Been on that rise massaging black adam to be a character who is in line with the kind of character the rock likes to play in movies so this is kind of going to be hard though because like if they're going to introduce black adam and superman as fighting each other like you're going to have to explain to me why black adam can take as many punches from superman as he can give as many punches to superman as oh jack take this one you've got this one jack i have this one yeah, why? Uh, oh, I thought I thought you would have known this. I felt it's because uh, Superman's vulnerable to magic, Fred. That's why. Oh, does Shazam have magic punches or is he yeah, just? Yeah, I, I think Fred's bigger oh, problem. The is source with him of his power is magic, the punches. Right? <laughs> yeah, the Superman. source of his power is magic. Well, okay, yeah, but like, all right, it doesn't matter what the source of your power is. If you're super strong for magic. Are you super stronger than Superman, or are you not as super stronger than Superman? Like, well, Fred, this is what this hypothetical movie would seek to answer. Of course, is this exact and they're question. really good at making movies where a hero fights Superman. Yep, and like the entire movie's built around a confrontation between Superman and this other character. It's always worked. They, Does, this is my question: Is this Man of Steel two, or is this Batman versus Superman two, Black Adam versus Superman? I think it's. I hope that's new, the title. New well, here's the thing: do we get do we get the Man of Steel solo sequel first? Because that's what they seem to be intimating now with this crossroads that they have a suit. They have a Cavill now apparently back in the fold. They were already working on a, a new Superman reboot that could have been with Michael B. Jordan. I think like Tom yep. Easy Coates was somehow yep. involved in that. Yep. Um, so there's going to be different worlds of it, and if this is their way of kind of continuing the Snyderverse forward to appease Snyderverse fans. Um, yeah, I would think that this is, there's probably going to be a Man of Steel solo movie before he fights Black Adam. That's a great point, Deepak. If we're getting into like a universes of the DC universe thing, the DC mm-hmm. multiverse, if you will, right? Um, there could just be a lane of Snyder flavor and then a lane of, of whatever, mm-hmm. Joaquin and, and Pattinson fighting each other or whatever it's going to be. Right. 
Cool. This is already making me exhausted. <laughs> I can tell that you're waiting to see Black Adam <laughs> for the third time this weekend. <laughs> the walking Pattinson Batman fight would be just like so one-sided too. That would not yeah. be a fight. <laughs> no, but it'd be good. I mean, I'm... And that's going to bring us to our second story of the week, which <laughs> robot news. Oh, God, okay. no, not the robots. They're coming as in. You get, as you guys know course. by now. <laughs> Don't worry, Jack. I'm here. I'm the watcher on the wall. I am oh, the vanguard God. against the robot apocalypse. I am the modern day John Connor, and I'm standing between us and the robots by keeping our eyes on everything going on in robot news. And this week, guys, people are out here trying to give them rights. Well, I think we right. all saw this, right? Well, yeah, you got to give them the rights. You got to give, them, give the them lefts. Rights. You got to go uppercuts. Like, that's how you deal with robots. No. Well, yeah, that's a great point. Are they point. fighting for their right to party? Ooh, can robots I hope we should give them a, a right to party. What What is the right? <laughs> so you guys all saw this story, right? This this artificial intelligent robot, I believe, called Ada, the first robot to speak before the UK Parliament. Oh, is this Parliament. the one giving? Yeah. 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 So it's not as much they're giving them rights as they're letting them testify before the government. But earlier, uh, you know, since we last recorded, a a robot artist spoke in front of the British Parliament for the first time in history. And she was there to talk about whether or not she feels robots can create art independently. So it was interesting. Which is a very uh, serious legal issue as that keeps happening more i mean there are whole websites you can go to to get as much art of whatever you want as you can imagine yeah didn't yeah, a robot right. artist actually win a contest not too long ago i believe I an this. entry by an ai artist but nobody yeah. knew that that's what it was and there was some uh yeah and it won contro- controversy about that yeah so uh, yeah i mean this is a real thing that needs to be talked about so ada um, is a robot that paints portraits. She's painted Elizabeth II. She's painted Billie Eilish. And uh, the works that Ada has created have been Two exhibited. Two of the most in... important women in the world. I was about to say, that's quite a quite a range there. Here, which one do you want to see? I'll drop one of them into the chat. I, I'd love both. to see both, but I'll take Liz first. R.I.P. Liz. Rotten Sun's already goofing it all up. Can't even keep a prime minister on the throne or however it works over there. <laughs> I never trusted her. Here. Here's I do like that you know the Brits, you know, gave a robot a chance to speak in Parliament and we gave a robot a machete. Like that's... Well, do you want to talk about Robo Machete, Fred? Well, I that's actually a great segue while I try and copy this picture into the chat. Talk about Robo Machete. I don't know too much about Robo Machete. I I first heard about Robo Machete when what was what was the branch of the government that talked about Chainsaw Man? It was the uh, U.S. Department of Commerce, right? Yes. Oh, the the tweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. D Deepak sent that out to us, and it was <laughs> they talked about Chainsaw Man, and then it was like, yeah, but then we gave a robot a machete. I was like, hold on, what is this? Yep. Oh, I think it was the Department of Agriculture. I think they gave a plant a machete or something like that. No, right? it was a plant that controlled a robot. <laughs> I was that going to say, if yeah, anything, was, this yeah. machete creature is a cyborg uh because there is a lot of organic components involved like it's the central part of it is a plant do you know do you know how it works jack i didn't uh i don't know in depth no 
You Do you want me to figure out real quick? Sure, you were just talking big game about Robo Machete, and I thought you. Well, they said it was no shit about robots. They said it was controlled by the plant. That's all I remember. Yeah, you're right. I think I was I was misspoke. I was not speaking correctly when I said it was a Robo Machete. But yeah, you're right. It is. Think they they attach a bunch of electrodes to a plant. Yeah, and then just like the signals in the plant make it swing a machete. Yeah, (laughs) what is this portrait made out of? Is this paint? Yeah. Oh, do we got the art? So that's the art. Those are the paintings we're talking about. What's with all the oh, cum streaks cool. all over it? I don't know. It's it's art, man. I don't understand. Yeah, art. Oh, and that's, Think the, about that's it. the robot next to it. Yep, that's the robot right there next Why to it. Why did they so, make it look like that? <laughs> it, yeah. does look, it didn't need to look like a human person. Yeah, well, she looks. Oh, I, I keep saying she. That's. The, that's I've yeah, been saying this That's one why for they did years. it. <laughs> been, exactly. I've been talking about this one for years. So here's here's a quote from I think it's the creator of the robum who testified in the commit. Yeah, uh, it, Dr. Meller, who created the robot, said Ada really is a contemporary art project that is looking at the nature of technology today. So that's how he describes it. So, yeah, like you guys say, it is kind of an important issue, right? Because I mean, know, what you do you just... think? Do you think the the robots should have the rights to them in some way? Do you think the people who made the robots do the people who ask for it to be made? Or should it just that, be so short common... answer, short answer is. And I'm, I'll tell you guys why robots should not have rights. OK, and, go on. So here's the thing, because right to the heart of the issue. That robot's going to paint whatever the creator tells that robot to paint, right? I mean, no, but go on. (laughs) Okay, so, like, robots are going to do what you tell them to do. And if I make a ton of robots that all of a sudden have the right to vote, I can win any election I want. Uh, Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, if we give uh, too, too simple of a thinking thing rights, then those rights could be, like, exploited. Yeah. Hey, um, look, we're I do all think watching most, the news today, guys. I do think most artificial intelligences that we think of as intelligent, like part of the idea is that we can't predict their output based on the input. That's certainly how we think of people. Um, like when he tells her to paint Queen Elizabeth, for example, he can't decide how she will paint her or, or no. what medium or anything like that. Well, I don't know. No, I don't but know he tells her details. to paint Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, oh, he tells I mean, it to pay Queen Elizabeth. Don't don't start giving. Don't make him people, Jack. Uh, Jack really I mean, I, I hate to break now. this to you, Fred. I am on the other side of this argument. Oh no. Um, but I I mean, it's to your point. I do not think that she is alive or or sentient in any meaningful way, or else we would right. have heard about it sooner. <laughs> um, so I certainly don't think she should get like human rights. Uh, but as that starts happening if it starts happening then they might get upset by your statement earlier fred yeah get on board man we gotta be ready we've we've just been spending years on pronouns fred come on that is true yeah you should also just be be cool about pronouns what these are robots it doesn't count it does once the name calling call everything what it asks you to call it so i'll we can go at we should call every human no anything Whatever. that asks you to you call, call the something? alexa alexa fred so and i just set off a bunch of people's smart speakers oh, nice. all right Good here's job. here's the subscribe to nerded here first um here's the uh 
doesn't work that way. You can't do it on Alexa. Yeah, that would be impressive uh, if we could get that Alexa integration. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just give me some time and <laughs> not everything else happening in my life. Let's end with a quote from Ada herself on this exact issue. I am and depend on computer programs and algorithms. Although not alive, I can still create art. All right, we're going to go out today talking about Lord of the Rings, but not the way you think we are. We'll get there eventually, we promise. We have it on the schedule. Um, Deepak, what's the deal with these non-fungible tokens? So, there was an announcement earlier this week from Warner Brothers Discovery um, to the effect (laughs) that they are going to start a line of various movies being sold in portions, kind of, it makes it sound scene by scene or sequence by sequence, as NFTs. Um, (sighs) This is their way to give people some sort of vague concept of ownership over IP that will then suck them into the warner brothers metaverse um which i think is already kind of a video game that is a thing now but it's their whole the way facebook is doing their metaverse it's the hbo warner brothers trying to get people into their kind of ecosystem of entertainment and ip and it basically just sounds like ready player one but in real life so that's kind of the movie business side of it. Everybody gets the side of this one. Deepak gets the movie business side of it. Fred, talk to me about the fungibility of these tokens and why I should care <laughs> How about How fungible that. are these tokens? They are specifically They're non-fungible. non-fungible. They're not Hold fungible? On. Oh, shut up. I can't fungible these tokens? How, um, what does that mean and why should it matter to people or not? It's, okay. So... You can't, like, reproduce it, but you can, like, take a screenshot. NFTs are weird, man. Like, I don't think we have enough time to go into how these things work. But basically, a very big computer spends a really long time, like, calculating a lot, a lot of digits. And it, like, mathematically makes this thing its thing. And it's, like, it's the unique only one. somehow. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't know. But it's still a picture and in very particular, as I understand it, the ownership of the thing is uniquely yeah. encoded to be yours. Okay. Yeah, so unlike what we've talked part. about with like digital media in the past, right? Where like I'm only buying a license to watch the movie. That is true. Week. Yeah. Right. Except, this, but the, it's a little it's, better in that way. Yeah. It. The thing is, the movie isn't the thing that's fungible. The movie is a representation of the NFT token. Sure. So it's like the picture that people... Wait, isn't it the other way around? Isn't it the token is a representation of the movie? No. So like the token is a place on some spreadsheet somewhere. Like that's essentially what it is. The picture is just a representation of your place. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so the real ownership is on the blockchain. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, the picture is a representation of your place on the blockchain. Right. Okay. So that's why people just like screenshot the picture because the picture isn't the thing that you are buying. You're buying the spot on the blockchain. Yeah. You're buying the proof that you own it, basically. Yes. Yeah. You have a receipt. This is it's a receipt. Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of like in the sense that the it's more I just learn about this shit, the less I like it. 
Yeah, it, yeah, but the the thing that people spend the money on is like the representation of a spot in a spreadsheet is what it is. Okay, uh, got it. I think that makes sense. Uh, I mean, Jack. it doesn't, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> Jack, help me mm-hmm. to continue exploding my brain. What do you expect the WB movie verse will be? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> um, Deepak is right. Like the exact, so so like they're saying they're releasing a limited number of these editions, mm-hmm. an epic edition of which there will be less than a thousand. There will be nine hundred and ninety-nine mm-hmm. copies of fewer, and a mi- <laughs> thank you, and a mystery. I can't count that high. <laughs> I just I edition. just like to. I just like to, you know, representation for our guy Sir Davos, Davos Seaworth around here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's Stannis, I think, actually. Yeah, but Davos was picked it up afterwards. No one cares. And then there's ten thousand no of the mystery edition, which is a little cheaper. So, like, that makes it sound like you get the whole movie. And when I first mm-hmm. heard this, what I thought was, like, Deepak said that you get like scenes from the movie, you know. Is that not what it is? Well, I don't know. I, I certainly don't think the thing that you... Ke- like, they allude to you no. watching the movie. I believe you get the entire well, movie. You get a digital copy of the movie, but the actual NFT oh. is like, you own the scene where Sauron Okay, yeah, that would make more sense. Uh, yeah, so it just comes with, like, the standard digital copy that you... Yeah, that you would get with the DVD. Right, okay. but, like, again, you don't own the scene. You own... Right, a spot yes. on a blockchain. A spot on the, the blockchain that says is... you own the scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you don't even own the scene because the IP itself is always. Oh yeah, and you don't right. own the scene in any meaning. Yeah, right. right. I'm not. I'm not right allowed to be in like a board meeting at Warner Brothers. Where you I'm just like, get to tell me. people that you have like the scene where Gollum bites into the fish. It's you the same own, as yeah. You own the part of the blockchain represented by this scene. <laughs> we used to do that back. We did this back in the '90s, but you could buy stars and adopt manatees. But it was the same idea, I think. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, okay. What so scene then, would you guys get? Hold on. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, in Fellowship specifically. Any you of them? You go I guess. to a movie theater and you get like the little 35 millimeter snippet of like ET or something that they give you. Yeah, right. I guess you're right. They Take are just tour. starting with Fellowship, yeah. so there you go. Oh, um, I would get um someone's gonna get the Boromir doing the one cannot. No, test. Bilbo's birthday party where he's saying that he likes like he less than he, half of you yeah. half, half as well as, as, you, well as like. you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's what Fred wants. That's not uh, a bad one. I do think they had the Boromir meme might, if this is real, be the highest valued one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one fool of a two took is probably up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean guys. You, you, shall you shall not pass. pass. It's going to be a, obviously the would top be in there. pick. Um, which one would I? All right, I mean, the, then. The problem keep is your there's secrets. not a bad scene in the, in the entire trilogy. Can so I get yeah, when? So that's why we're, we're okay. Well, let's keep rattling off good ones, and then we'll all pick which one we get. There's, there's. This is the farthest from home I've ever been. That's mm-hmm. a real winner. There's Sam running right, out into then. the boat saying, "I'm coming with you." Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, are we doing serious ones? Or are we doing okay? No, I'm just well, thinking of like. I'm oh, thinking like there. the part Let's where they're all hiding them. under those roots. And oh, then that's hiding under over. the roots. Yeah. But yeah. see, the that... famous scenes are going to be more expensive. I, I'm looking for a good scene that's also not like super well. Like I want maybe when Pippin gets hit in the head by the apple from Aragorn. <laughs> I got you. You're on a budget. Uh, second breakfast is. is yeah. You're out. Yeah. Jack's out here on a trying to get the 
the the bargain. What's yeah, a bargain exactly. NFT? Are in they Fellowship? doing the theatrical or the extended? Extended. I it was theatrical. Nope, it's extended. That's the that whole incentive. Is <laughs> Otherwise, that they wouldn't actually... have ten thousand to give away. <laughs> That's what I was. All of a sudden, it occurred to me, like, oh, there's not going to be that many pieces unless they go. There's also, I think, there's extensions on the extended that you get access to. They yeah, did, yeah. We no we way. didn't even talk about. It. They did mention the digital version comes with. E- somehow, there's more stuff from these movies. People Wait, don't is, know. Is that true? They're releasing. Uh, they said never before oh, seen I artwork not, and stuff. Yeah. Did oh okay, I thought you meant scenes. Okay. I don't think scenes. No. Yeah. The Just behind the about. scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, because there is more material that's out there somewhere. Is there but, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, they there's filmed there's there's stuff so that we've much. seen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very, very first teaser for the entire trilogy has uh, footage of like the elves. They filmed for three years, and then by the for three more years while they came out. <laughs> yeah, I'd want for my and my axe, hmm. and I'd probably be willing to go in for whatever that cost. I kind of like the the sound the troll makes when he dies. I might want that one. Ooh. Oh, Legolas beaming an arrow into the troll's brain is not a bad pick. <laughs> Any Legolas scene is not a bad pick, really. When I met my wife, she had a life-size cardboard cutout of Legolas. Well, she upgraded. Just a I think fact. she might have hey. had a life-size cardboard cutout of Orlando Bloom, but I <laughs> no, but he was in character. Yeah, sure. All right, so let's get back to the, so so. Jack, how do I, how do I, what do I do in the Facebook metaverse to watch my movie or whatever? Well, so, so I think you're only able to watch it in a browser. Okay. Because <laughs> it needs to connect to the internet to verify that you own it. Right, but well, when I'm eventually living in Mark Zuckerberg's oh, I understand. virtual reality, <laughs> sorry, this, this, this is going to be all a brand new uh, VR headset too. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to like go walk in virtual space to a very low polygon digital movie theater and watch it, and like everybody else will be watching their own thing next to you. That's kind of cool. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it! I didn't mean to encourage this behavior. Well, <laughs> we we've all done like a VR experience before, and, and it, it was good fun. Um, yeah, I just hate meta. Yeah, no, fair. <laughs> Same. Talk about <laughs> talk about trash talking our future overlords. It's all it's, that's current, what it is. Will it be the robots overlords. or Mark Zuckerberg? Unless hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> I just, the idea of putting on a VR headset to have extra monitors for my workstation is like that was well, what they advertised recently, and one of them can show you your Lord of the Rings NFT. What what is the future? <laughs> this wasn't what any of this was supposed to be. No, we wanted Jetsons bikes or whatever. <laughs> uh, so this, we were, Jack, you joked about it with accidentally inventing a cool movie theater idea in the metaverse. But um, this is like, this was a thing I wanted to talk about, which is like, so I, you know, Deepak, when I sent you that, that screen, uh, you know, photo of whether or not I should get the fog, which I did. Um, I had also just cruised through to see if there were any versions of Lord of the Rings that I didn't currently own, you know, just (laughs) make sure. Um, and then like three days later, this announcement came out. Right. And like we said, you know, there is artwork or whatever in there that seems exciting to me that like I'd be in, you know, I'm unlike you guys, I'm the one that's always watching the extended edition every time. Right. So, um, I did bump up against this thing where I was like, but I hate all of this 
I hate everything that's happening here. I don't want, I don't want this weird businessification of HBO that results in NFTs. But I would like to see these exclusive pictures. How many <laughs> um, versions of it have been in 4K, Riley? Is is that like a common thing by I mean, now? That's the most recent. Update. Okay, because this one it does have that, and I'm pretty sure that's pretty. I mean, that's not easy to get your hands on. Yeah, as well, far as the versions go. So this is the th- you know this is the allure of our of our most hated mistress, digital media, is <laughs> that like if you own Lord of the Rings in digital, you now own Lord of the Rings in 4K. Like mm-hmm. they just kick it over to you whenever those things happen, right? This mm-hmm. is similar on video games, right, guys? Like. When Bioshock got the remastered editions, like my Steam versions just turned into the remastered editions. Mm -hmm. And that's like how they try and incentivize you towards, you know, these structures that are actually giving you less and less less control over what you own, right? Um, Which is frustrating. Are the... um, I don't know the answer to this question. Are uh, the tokens fungible? No, Fred. They are not. (laughs) That's the weird thing. The tokens are not. I think we went over uh, this earlier. They are not fungible tokens. Are... uh because i mean if the if the lord of the rings nfts give you a spot in the metaverse i'm assuming that the facebook meta vr glasses are gonna like hook you up with that are those 4k like are vr glasses in 4k they're usually higher are they really um i mean yeah because they have to be so close to your dang eyeballs okay so if they're not you can just see all the pixels i think i think uh it is not uncommon to have 8k headsets i think i'm gonna double check that though okay what I know that Fred, you and I were just talking about this recently, right? That higher end graphics cards, like I think, are specifically used for VR. Mm-hmm. Um, although, Fred, on the techie end of it, question: What the heck are you talking about with these Facebook glasses? Facebook is making a new VR headset specifically for their metaverse. Okay, and it looks like glasses. No, it. I mean, it's like a looks similar to the Oculus. I think like it's. Oh, but Facebook. It looks like the Oculus is about. Uh, 2,000 by 2,000 pixels uh, on each lens, so it's about 4K per eye. Okay. Would yeah. you guys get like a home VR gaming system if that was like a like if it, it would was have in to the be same... very convincing? <laughs> I the whole just... market would need to stabilize a lot more. Okay, what like specifically? What would you want to see? Like, like I just would want confidence that I wouldn't get outdone in two years <laughs> and need to spend $800 on another thing. Oh, by something just much, much better. Oh, yeah. No, the 40 series just came out with the graphics cards. Um, yeah, I don't think I would get it for home use. Uh, I like 4K or I like the VR experiences that we do. Um, so, I mean, recently for my son's birthday, him and I did like this bunker defense thing where we like wear haptic vests and like hold fake guns and then defend a bunker in VR. And that was really fun. But like that requires like a whole setup, right? And then how we did it with like the Iron Man thing. Do you guys remember? Yep. Yeah, where it was like a whole thing where you walk through. And I thought that experience was really good in VR. I would not want it for like a home thing. Yeah, I think... right. I've been saying for a while that VR should come to arcades and like outside spaces where yeah. they can invest in that equipment more and more people can use it and just buy time on it and stuff. Also, I, I think I think that. moving in VR is really goofy if you're not walking around. Like, yes, yeah. that is a problem. <laughs> I think that's like a really weird thing in it. It's probably one of those things where it's just like a me thing where I just hate that aspect of it. So it's also like, like a game like design problem more than an, like a technology issue. Mm-hmm. 
I well, played yeah, uh, 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 Doom on a VR headset once, and it was a nightmare. That sounds like a vomit central. <laughs> well, that's what you think, but guess what? It's impossible to figure out how to move around. So, because <laughs> you're Goodness. not just running just all stand over in the one room. place and shoot. Yeah, exactly. Also, okay. I mean, aiming things is really weird in VR too, because it's like. And I, I, when I was doing this with the, like the the fake gun, but you're wearing the big headset, it was a cool setup. And like the gun in VR had like a sight, but if you tried to bring the gun up to your face, like your VR so, headset so, in real so. life hit it. Yeah, fair enough. I want to I want to pivot us away from a virtual reality specific conversation by saying, okay. oh, yeah. by saying, Jack Fred, I'm seeing that they have a VR arcade at Dave and Buster's. Maybe we can actually have like a nerd out about that sometime. Jack, you oh, still need cool. to pick your nerd out topic. So there you go. Nah, that's true. Um, Deepak, talking mm. about specifically like this NFT thing and the future of movies. Like, mm -hmm. do you, I mean, this idea that I, I haven't heard of any other studio being like, hey, we're going to have a space in the metaverse. Like, do you think this is a thing that is going to catch on? Or do you think this is just this new Warner's Discovery CEO, based, you know, trying to innovate or whatever? No, I could see any of the studios that have a large pool of IP that they can kind of cram together and make something out of. They'll try it. So Disney is probably next in some capacity. Um, what it could lead to, I don't know. Uh, I don't think, obviously, there's never going to be a situation where NFTs lead to ownership of the property in any meaningful way. But whether it's used more as a marketing gimmick for like exclusive, your name tagged version of like a Stormtrooper suit or something like that that you can use in Fortnite or whatever, that's your NFT. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how video games work. Um, things like that i could easily see nfts being used for going down the line but the concept of having them in a, in a universe together with all the characters will they try it yes will warner brothers be the only one to do it no where that leads i don't think it leads anywhere all that fantastic i think it ends up being kind of a maybe best case scenario like a kingdom hearts knockoff do any of you guys have any nfts no fred no, I don't. I'm sorry, I did that louder. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, I've never um, uh, done any of that. Okay, interesting. So I do. <laughs> really? <laughs> Damn, you're rich, bro. No, but here's the thing. This is I, this specific, I well, I was saving this till we got pretty far through the story to talk about specifically because here's why: the Warner Brother, like the DC Universe app that I use to read comics, mm -hmm. just gives them away every week. So like I'll claim it or whatever, and it, mm. I don't I don't even know what it does. I'm trying to find it. I only have the one. I did it the one time, and then you had to like sign up for some account, and I was like, that's not what I'm interested in doing. But <laughs> now I'm trying to find it, and I can't even find it. But if I can, if we can keep talking, but so I only mean to bring that up because obviously it's the same company, right? Like the same company that's making these decisions about. Uh, you know, the DC Universe comics reading app is the same company that's making the decisions about the future of the uh, Lord of the Rings IP, right? So this seems to be like a strategy they are pursuing. It's just, I'm a little bit confused on why they want to make it an NFT because they could just sell exclusive bits like to people like for scenes and part of the metaverse and all that. Like, I, I think they want to turn it into like a trading card game. Uh, yeah, maybe. The way that you guys were saying, like, oh, I want this scene specifically because it has this much mm. cultural cachet or something like that. Yeah, so right. I'll trade you Sauron forging the ring for Marty and Doc going back to the future the first time or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
because I can just buy whichever ones I want whenever I want to. But yeah, this. What is do like you a- ultimately do with them? After you have all of these scenes together, I have no fucking idea. I don't know what value that brings to anyone. Decorate your virtual water. office with it so that when people walk in, they go, "Oh, I see you have the Balrog. Very impressive." <laughs> Could you imagine just one person like slowly collecting all of them over time? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I really can, Fred. Honestly, that's what's sad. <laughs> yeah, I There's can. This, this is a true story that when Interstellar came out on Blu-ray, this is originally 2015 early because the movie came out 2014 late. Um, it, when you bought Interstellar on Blu-ray, you got a free 35 millimeter frame of film with it. And if you were lucky, I mean, the 35 millimeter frames were cut out of IMAX reels. So some of the frames were actually IMAX. So I have one of the IMAX ones. Um, But there was a whole forum online on Reddit and on the Blu-ray forum and all that where people were literally trying to trade film cells to get cooler ones. And you could even go on eBay. You might be able to still now even go on eBay and buy like the IMAX shot of the ship approaching the black hole for like at the t- they were going for insane prices right when the movie came out like maybe close to a thousand dollars so yeah people will try to collect like I want every frame from this scene or I want every NFT from that movie whatever or from the whole trilogy yeah I could easily see that happening so I figured it out I have Val Zod um so when that? when when Kalel becomes brainwashed by Darkseid, a brave champion must rise to face him. So he's like a Bizarro Zod. He's like a he's like Black Superman, but wearing of of Earth Two. That's who he is. He's Black Superman of Earth Two, and he's got a cool white cape. Pretty cool. It's the cover of Earth Two number twenty five in the New Fifty Two. Oh, it's I don't like know. an artwork Can... cover? Yeah. That's cool. I had to zoom in Can... on my and screen it's to yours. see it. <laughs> yeah, and I own it, baby. You should start signing all of your digital correspondence with a tiny picture of... <laughs> Here. You or just owner, owner, that, oh, owner of one nift. <laughs> I downloaded it. I wanted to see if I could share it with you guys. And then we could all own it. No, it's not fungible. I don't, that's that's exactly talking. how it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm texting it to all of us. Now we all have it. Now we all have it, and it's ours. It's everyone. It's our non-fungible token. The internet's great. It is a little crummy that like this whole technology seems to be trying to undermine one of the only appealing parts of digital media. Yeah, ease of access. <laughs> yeah, and like distributability. Yep. Well, let's let's do the end of it. On that wait, can we can we hmm? can we uh, rap on one random but nerdy thing? Of course we can. Okay, before you start the music, uh, so it's Diwali, mm-hmm. and we are texting in my family chat various things, and somehow a Pokemon reference got dropped. Oh, because there was a picture of Pikachu celebrating Diwali, so the thread Adorable. goes on a little bit, a little bit. Can you no send us saying. that picture? <laughs> yeah, sure. please, actually. But then, but then in the meantime, my dad comes in all of a sudden to go is pikachu male or female Ooh. Uh, okay keep going so i'm, I'm i i've googled and google is there seems an option to have the a tail? definitive answer oh is that how you tell yeah pikachu look different they have a uh, female pikachu's tail ends in like a heart shape with a notch in it 
Get out of here. And male Pikachus do not. Not all Pokemon have differences, but Pikachu does. So Ash's Pikachu is a male, if that's what you mean. Correct. So that's, yeah, that's what I think the actual answer was. But, oh, wow, you're right. Holy shit. I've yeah. never seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been added in like a later game with gender differences in general, but it's a pretty consistent thing now. Cool. It actually, the picture I'm sending you, I just realized is not Pikachu. I think it's Raichu. Ah, even cooler. It's got the got the Fuck Pikachu. It gets too much credit. Yeah. Yeah. This is so cute. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad we paused for that. I, I definitely learned something today. And that's all I asked for, really. Sorry, guys. I don't have Dolly on the soundboard yet. They're not. Oh, why did I say Dolly? Of course not. Oh, my whole brain's breaking. It's time for the show to be over. I'm putting Bonnie in on post. Guys, this is pop culture recommendations. It's the part of the show where we talk about something that we've been enjoying lately, whether it's something we've been watching, reading, eating, playing, or listening to. It's something that we think you might enjoy too. And this week, I want to start with Fred, because I know what it is. Uh... So I think Riley's expecting me to say Andromeda. I'm not going to say that, though. <laughs> Actually, I just Deepak and Riley, if you mm-hmm. guys can just do me a favor, mm-hmm. just watch the intro to Chainsaw Man and oh, tell yeah. me how many movie references you see. You did Where can I watch it? I mean, you you can a, pl- yeah. It's on Netflix, right? Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Do you just YouTube the intro because so. that's that's all you guys. Yeah, really you can use. find the U- intro on YouTube. I'm sure. Do you want? Yeah. Okay. Do you want yeah. this like live right now or just in general in in their lives? No. We'll oh, do I, it. C- I could do it live if you guys want to do it live. We'll I just do want to see what it we'll, No, we'll do something. But I just wanted to make sure that it was easy to figure out. So yeah, I see it now. I'm good. I got it. Great. We'll do the intro to Chainsaw Man is Fred's recommendation. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I'll mention that Chainsaw Man is pretty good also past the intro, but if that's not really your thing, just uh, last night to get into the spooky mood, I, I watched Silence of the Lambs, and um, holy shit, that movie's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and good. If D-back? you haven't watched it in a while, pretty good. d uh, my pop culture recommendation is that I've gotten back into watching Everybody Loves Raymond on Peacock, and it's really funny, and you guys should watch Another it. Another scary one. sitcoms rock. <laughs> nice. I'm into that. Um, and I have started playing uh, Gotham Knights, the newest game not canonically in the Arkham trilogy of Batman video games. Uh first one since Gotham Origins, I believe, was not canonically in the trilogy of Batman Arkham games, but was clearly just one of those. This one's really good. They've added a lot of fun elements. We will probably get more into it. I'll have a review up on the site for sure, but maybe at some point, Jack, Fred, and I will all be able to talk about it together. Um, So yeah, we'll do that. And uh, this has been Nerd Here Weekly. Thanks so much for listening. We did it. That was it was a podcast. Um, yes. Please remember to head over to nihf.com and type in your email address there so you sign up for our newsletter. It gets lets you know everything we put out every week plus this show. And if you're already doing that, consider uh, joining the uh, elite <laughs> exclusive is what I meant to say a community mm. of nihf members who give us a little bit of money to help the wheels keep turning over here and in exchange get access to premium podcasts like the nerd out 
And, as always, don't forget to tune in next week to hear Dolly on the Soundboard Drift. <laughs>